2: Let's get started.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio, and as always, you can download the latest episodes of Press This at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode of Press This, we're going to be recapping WordCamp Europe, which occurred the second week of June 2018. If you didn't get a chance to make it all the way out to Belgrade, Serbia, you're listening to the right episode. We're going to be giving you a recap of things that have happened there, some things that were announced a rundown of Contributor Day, the day dedicated to people contributing to WordPress core in the community, and then finally, a rundown on Gutenberg updates, lots and lots and lots of stuff announced at WordCamp Europe. So if you didn't get a chance to make it out to Serbia, again, you're at the right place. So joining me in this episode is Mr. Anthony Burchell of WP Engine. Anthony, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. Awesome, and Anthony, you were at WordCamp Europe, right? You, you you flew all the way out to Serbia. Tell everybody here a little bit about what you were up to at WordCamp.
4: Yeah, so I did make it out there. Uh, a ton of flights uh, in between, but yeah, I, I uh, had a great time out there. We uh, I was assisting with the Contributor Day uh, with Felix Arnst, and uh, we we were actually able to to round up a, a few uh, core contributors, and we had a really good time out there. I guess we'll talk a little more about that in a bit.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and it's funny, you talked about the travel, I remember uh, all my friends traveling out there saying, leg one of 20, leg two of 20, I was like, oh my goodness, so many connecting flights and um, so many people that had to go through such amazing lengths to even be able to get out there and participate, um, and, and watching everybody do that was it was certainly an inspiration to see the level of effort they would go through to make it all the way out for this conference, um, but it was super cool stuff. So... Um, at WP Engine, we had a big team of people there, including Anthony and others. And um, what we did is uh, they all came back and started discussing all the different things that occurred. What we did was we basically made a little uh, a news reel, in a sense, of all the different things that were being announced and occurred. Um, So we want to kind of bring that to you here uh, during this episode. So the first thing I thought was kind of interesting was that it was a record turnout at Contributor Day. And again, Mm -hmm. Contributor Day is the day when everybody kind of gets together to organize around contributing to WordPress core. And there were nearly 530 30 attendees at, at WordCamp Europe in Belgrade, Serbia. Oh my goodness, what, what a great uh, record to achieve in such a far-flung place, at least for, for a lot of people anyways. Uh, Anthony, you were one of the leaders of Contributor Day. You, you mentioned that. Um, what was it like uh, there having all those people contributing and, and discussing about their contributions?
4: Yeah, so we we definitely had a record number of people out there. Uh, I, I, I remember standing up on stage kind of giving an overview of what CORE was going to be focusing on and looking out at all the people, and I just couldn't believe that that many people were – there to contribute. Uh, one thing, though, with a lot of people comes a lot of bandwidth needed from the Wi-Fi, and we, we started seeing a lot of issues with the, the Wi-Fi not actually working. So uh, it's probably the most important thing of Contributor Day is to, be, uh, to have your local environment set up ahead of time, because there were, there were a few people that actually did this, and they were able to contribute, and that worked out really well. But it was really hard to get people set up with the Wi-Fi being down.
3: That's a pro tip, I guess, if you're going to a Contributor Day in the future, is to preload that local environment just in case there's issues with the Wi-Fi. So uh, really interesting outcome of that. Um, but good to hear. So many people are in attendance and, and so eager to contribute. Another interesting announcement occurred during WordCamp Europe, and that was regarding WordCamp U.S., which will be held in 2019 and 2020 in St. Louis, Missouri, moving from Nashville, Tennessee. So still kind of in the middle of the country there, uh, but should hopefully make that uh, easy for folks to kind of get back and forth and check out WordCamp US. So um, keep an ear out for updates on WordCamp US regarding dates and times and stuff like that. Um, but again, coming to St. Louis for the next two years, um, word camp Europe, 2019 will be held in Berlin, Germany on June 20th and 22nd. And I need to check because WordCamp camp Europe in the last few years has fallen over father's day. I'm curious if that's still going to happen, at least in the U S uh, going to fall over father's day in 2019. Uh, but again, June 20th through 22nd in Berlin, hopefully a little easier to get to. I know there's a direct flight from Ber- uh, to Berlin from Austin. Uh, So that's good news for us here in Austin anyways. Um, There was also a lot of interesting updates from Matt. You know, Matt gave – Matt Mullenweg gave an update during WordCamp Europe, and he mentioned um, quite a few different things related to the future of WordPress um, that I thought was interesting. And um, it was kind of interesting. One of the audience members uh, asked if uh, if Matt was going to require people to accept a physical cookie when he was asked about GDPR. Uh, I guess that was a room full of laughter, chuckle, chuckle. Matt, you were there, actually, actually. Uh, Anthony.
4: He, was he, he actually had a cookie prepared for the first question asked about GDPR.
3: Oh, okay, and okay, it, okay. It
4: wasn't until the very last question asked for the talk that someone actually brought up GDPR. Everyone was so focused on Gutenberg, and, uh, yeah, it was a very funny moment for sure. Props to him on
3: that one. <laughs> So uh, that was uh, really funny. I wish I would have been there for that. I did not get to make it because of Father's Day and a new baby and stuff like that, um, but it sounds sounds like a chuckle. Um, there was also a presence from, from large tech companies that hadn't been there before, exhibiting at WordCamp, uh, having a booth, having a presence there, and this is a trend we've seen actually in the WordPress community, large brands making plugins and even more plugins and integrations. Um, we've seen this from Amazon recently with Polly. Um, But even more specifically, at WordCamp Europe, we saw Google and PayPal with big presences and booths um, at the conference, both in the lens of technologies that they're building, but also in the lens of hiring. And we're seeing a much bigger presence from these tech companies um, involved in the WordPress ecosystem, again, at over a third of the web. Um, you know, we feel like we'll start to see more and more of this kind of involvement from these technology companies. Um, Anthony, you were at the conference area, exhibit area. Yeah. Uh, were these booths like busy and heavy? I mean, were people so curious?
4: The Google booth was really impressive. So, upon entering the venue, you walk up this this large flight of stairs, and the first thing you see is is a big Google logo that takes up a good portion of the width of the stairs. And and I mean, I think they had the biggest booth out of everybody, and and it was a very lively one. It was very open. Uh, everyone was kind of standing around talking about things like AMP and, and kind of Google Cloud and the things that they're focusing on there.
3: Yeah, I know Google, uh, one of their big focuses with WordPress is pushing for AMP adoption, which we've done AMP episodes on this uh, podcast before. And, uh, I've done them on webinars and things like that. It's always a hot topic. You know, people are always um, either concerned or excited about it. But, you know, speaking with the people at Google and kind of getting to know a little bit about their motivation there, ultimately it's about making the web faster. And they feel that AMP is an answer for helping to make it faster. And they've done some things recently that have alleviated concerns. Uh, the notion that your content had to use Google.com URL uh, domain, uh, domains, for example, um, was a big rub point that they've recently helped – kind of course corrects and now you can use your own domains for that AMP content that's cached and so on and so forth Uh, but this is a big focus of theirs again with WordPress representing a third of the web um, these organizations view this as an opportunity to lean in help get maybe push their products a little bit but also help to improve the web so that way people for Google's perspective for example using the search results will get a fast experience for the site they discover in those search results. you know, tons and tons of Gutenberg announcements, but I, I think the big one of the bigger ones um, was regarding the Gutenberg release and version numbers and things like that. And we've we've discussed on this podcast in the past, for example, how some of the the styles of releases in terms of what's included in them um, have been kind of wonky recently, or at least unexpected from how they've been in the past. And so one of the big announcements was that WordPress version 5.0 will be the version which includes Gutenberg so a nice clean version number there for the next evolution in WordPress Um, and I think the other thing that was a little shocking to some people maybe even was that August 2018 is is the expected date of version (laughs) 5.0 Um, so that's that's right around the corner looming, looming, looming and, and Anthony I know you have some insights on Gutenberg backwards compatibility and things like that uh, some reasons people might consider not freaking out quite so much but uh, version 5.0, the Gutenberg version of WordPress is coming in August um, so prepare for that uh, Anthony please. And one
4: thing to note uh, with that 5.0 release, uh, uh, Matt was very clear to say that this was sort of a soft deadline instead of saying you know in the past we were saying April was going to be the release date and we were going to push for that and and get as many people on board, and just launch it with how how it was. But this it was very clearly stated that if it's not ready, it's not ready, and we can push back as much as we need to. But it's always good to have a goal and a date set ahead.
3: Okay, so we'll probably be August rather than will be, as I just stated. But uh, thanks for that correction, there, Anthony. Um, so so big big news, but again, um, that with that target date, again, be prepared for that. And what we're going to do uh, here in a minute after the break is when we come back, we're going to talk about the specifics regarding the Gutenberg announcements and what that could mean for your site. So everybody hang. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
2: Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs.
1: We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are, and we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them.
2: Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Right before the break, Anthony Bruchel and I were giving you updates of all the things that had happened at WordCamp Europe if you weren't able to make it to Belgrade, Serbia last week or the second week of June um, to get all the updates. And we talked at a high level about some new news items around Gutenberg, but I would say, I don't know like what percentage of Matt's talk was Gutenberg-focused, but it was a good chunk of it, uh, if not nearly all of it. At
4: least 90%.
3: <laughs> at least 90%, so obviously that's a big topic on everyone's mind. So, Anthony, I know you're in attendance, and I know this is an area of focus for you here at WP Engine, helping our customers prepare for that. But um, talk to me about what Matt what Matt said like what was important what should people pay attention to um, should they keep freaking out about backwards compatibility help people understand like what's coming in the way of Gutenberg
4: Yeah so uh, a few things in the in the roadmap that that, uh, that Matt called out he, he, he gave a, a pretty good indicator of, of what we will consider merge ready or merge proposal uh, and, and a lot of that is 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 backwards compatibility will be kept in mind. I think that's one thing that people have been harping on and they, they kind of feel that once once we launch Gutenberg it, it's going to break everyone's site. And, and I know that that, that it's not true um, because Gutenberg, again, is an editor experience. And and where are you an editor? You're an editor in WP Admin, not on the front end. So it's, it's important to keep that in mind. Uh, as far as the roadmap and things that have been coming out, uh, there were some announcements around uh, the timing that .com is going to make the switch over. Uh, there was a I was pretty uh, shocked to hear that they will be opting uh, having having Gutenberg as an opt out uh, editor, uh, And that will be happening, I believe, that's in June that we're going to be doing that. And uh, and that's that's exciting because what that means is, is hundreds of thousands of sites are going to be testing Gutenberg for us. So that was a, that was a bold move and a, an admirable one for sure.
3: So let me understand this right. WordPress.com, and for those of you unfamiliar with this, WordPress.com is, a, um, um, I guess, a site-building experience built on WordPress uh, made by Automatic. WordPress.org and the open source project it represents is the version of WordPress many of us use on a day-to-day basis. But you're saying Automatic is going to be rolling the Gutenberg experience into .com. um, And you feel some of the benefits of that are that we'll have lots and lots of sites basically testing this experience and giving feedback. Is that right, Anthony?
4: Yeah, exactly. And I just confirmed the date. It's actually going to be July of 2018 that we will see uh, the opt-out for Gutenberg in .com.
3: All right, great. Um, so then there's more though than just, just WordPress.com rolling it out. Um, so uh, what about new features? Like what does what the time frame look like for the rest of, uh, kind of leading up to that target date of August 2018? Like what's gonna happen? Um, what are some of the things the team is doing to address backwards compatibility? Like help people understand kind of like what Matt uh, discussed that day and, and help them plan for their future.
4: Yeah. So the the focus right now is on feature complete. Uh, we're we're not quite there yet with with Gutenberg being uh, matching every feature in core WordPress, at least the core editor. Uh, one of those that I've been focusing on is the the playlist block, and uh, I've, I've been building that one for about six months now because I've, I've actually used that as my my learning for Gutenberg, and I've, it's my first dive into React and, and JSX and JavaScript. So uh, uh, this looks about ready. I think I actually finished it at Contributor Day, so about 500 lines of code there going into Gutenberg to give us one more feature. Uh, And I think we've got just a small handful of bugs left till we're feature complete. I think that's the the big thing that everyone's trying to understand what merge proposal is going to look like. Uh, We don't yet know what that is. Like We don't know how, will Gutenberg live in the plugin directory? Will it have its own directory? We're not quite sure yet how that, that merge is going to happen.
3: So there's a lot of questions going around about the mobile editing experience with Gutenberg that it's either not there, not up to par. Could you give us a little update on what Matt talked about relative to the the WordPress mobile app?
4: Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's no secret that the the mobile app is is pretty incompatible with Gutenberg currently. Uh, I think there's going to be a shift in the next month or so where we're going to at least match the the ability to. Um, to edit content and see the content like currently you just see a big blob of comments and uh, and that's not a great user experience and and one thing that Matt was was mentioning is that the mobile usage is is gone way up there are a lot of people that almost interact exclusively on mobile with WordPress which I found really interesting cuz I've I think I've made a post once on mobile so that has me thinking that I need to take a look at the mobile experience
3: itself <laughs> Okay. so, um, but they they will be basically um, working the Gutenberg editing experience into the mobile experience with WordPress. That's good news. Um, and good for those of you out there who rely on that experience to create your posts. Um, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually done a post on mobile uh, with WordPress. It's so interesting to think about how much of my WordPress interactions evolve around the desktop, um, but of course I'm not like the the uh, person on the street content creator either, um, so I'm sure it's probably more common in those realms. So, um, testing is a big part of feedback and backwards compatibility and there's a release coming out, though, before 5.0, right, where there's going to be like a try Gutenberg option that gets surfaced to users. Um, what version of that, of uh, WordPress, do do they, do? they think that will be?
4: So, yeah, so the version that this will be coming out in is uh, uh, the try Gutenberg button, that is, is 4.9.x, and the reason I say x is because we don't yet know if there's going to be a version between now and then, but that that version is set to release sometime in July. I My gut tells me sometime in the middle or towards the end of July we'll see that,
3: and the try button installs the try Gutenberg plugin, right? It's it's not adding any functionality in the update other than around surfacing the try button, and then um, to install the Gutenberg testing plugin. Is that am I getting that right, Anthony? Uh,
4: so yeah, the try button it's kind of right. Yeah, the the try button itself will install Gutenberg. So this is going to uh, enforce or kind of enforce testing or give you at least an easy button to do it, so you don't have to go find the Gutenberg plugin.
3: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point to note to people, especially if you're a freelancer agency. When this release comes out in uh, mid-July, I think is what you said, Anthony, when it comes out, your, your users, your, your customers, if you're a freelancer agency, you're going to see this try Gutenberg plugin, or uh, should I say call-out inside of WordPress admin. And if they click on it and install that editing experience, um, you know, I think a couple of things to be cognizant of, probably A, tell them what it is and why it's there. Um, help them with testing and from my perspective encourage them to do that testing in a staging environment not be updating it in their production environment is that a good idea Anthony to to test on staging and not production
4: yeah yeah and actually that kind of leads me into something that I wanted to bring up that Matt discussed was uh, the Gutenberg ramp plugin Uh, Mm -hmm. this this plugin is actually going to be the way I believe people can prepare for Gutenberg. I think this plugin will be the way that we can launch with Gutenberg and feel confident it won't break sites. So one recommendation I would make is to install the Gutenberg ramp plugin after you use the Try Gutenberg uh, uh, button to install Gutenberg. Because what you can do there is you can actually set your custom post types to ignore Gutenberg or use Gutenberg exclusively. So what this does is you get to set those options ahead of time. So when you upgrade to 5.0 in the future, if you say no Gutenberg for, for my posts and my custom post types, it'll respect that when it launches.
3: You know, and you said something earlier in this episode. I want just want to connect these two thoughts. And that is, um, you know, this, this notion of will Gutenberg break my website? Generally speaking, the types of backwards compatibility issues you need to be watching out for are on the back end, the WordPress admin area, that editing experiences for your content. The front end is unlikely to be broken by the Gutenberg update. And so, if I understand correctly, the ramp plugin allows me to designate which essentially types of pages I want to use the Gutenberg editing experience versus the editing experience it has now. And that might be the classic editor or a a custom post type where I have custom meta fields where my visitors enter in information, but through ramp I can designate which types of pages should, should use Gutenberg or not, to help preserve the editing experience that I have today if I felt it would be problematic with Gutenberg. Is that a, a good rundown, Anthony? That is
4: a great rundown. And also the, the, another thing you can do is if, if you set it to default off, you can still create Gutenberg posts by going to the post editor and clicking Add New. There's a drop-down menu now that says a uh, uh, Classic Editor or Gutenberg Editor. So you can still be using the Gutenberg editor, and you can only use it on the post you want. Okay,
3: so th- the sky is not falling, if I heard that correctly. That I still can edit my post after Gutenberg, and my site's probably not going to blow up. Does that sound about right?
4: I think I'd say that, yeah. Why not? <laughs>
3: All right, cool. So for all you Gutenberg naysayers out there uh, wearing wearing the sky is falling, um, you might want to take a look at RAMP, Uh, of course test out Gutenberg for yourself and then report back any errors. Super critical to um, the process of creating this update um, is to receive that feedback from the core team for things that they see breaking. So if you're a naysayer, test and report those bugs. Um, And if you're concerned the sky is falling, just remember, you're going to have some flexibility in how you use that experience, and again, for the most part, it should only affect that back-end WordPress admin editing experience. Um, So those are really solid updates. Um, and when we come back from the break, I want to dive in a little bit more to Contributor Day. Um, Anthony, I know you led that in along with Felix um, to give people a little bit more insight into what goes on there so they can uh, maybe use those insights to apply how they may um, participate in their next Contributor Day. So everybody hang tight, and we'll be right back.
2: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
5: Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
2: Let's press forward with more Press This, only on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm. Hello,
3: everyone. Welcome back to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm here with Anthony Burchell. With WP Engine, and we're talking about WordCamp Europe 2018, which happened in the second week of June, and all the updates. And right before the break, we're talking specifically about Gutenberg, the RAMP plugin, the try option, and hopefully the next release of WordPress, and the looming Gutenberg major release, 5.0, slated currently to go live in August. So what I wanted to do, though, earlier in the episode, we talked a little bit about Contributor Day, Anthony, and you were talking about leading that with Felix. And I remember my first WordCamp, uh, it was WordCamp Austin, and I don't remember the year, but I showed up, and uh, and I, I remember I registered, and they said, okay, Contributor Day is the day before the main event. And um, they didn't really give me much context. And I actually skipped it because I thought, well, I'm not a WordPress contributor. I can't go to Contributor Day. Uh, But that's not entirely true, uh, really not true at all. So Anthony, maybe you give us a quick high level of of what Contributor Day is and how it works, and then we can unpack some of the specifics about WordCamp uh, Europe's Contributor Day.
4: Yeah, so so yeah, as you said, Contributor Day is like is the way for you to get involved in the community, and I, I think as you were mentioning, a lot of a lot of people have this this notion that Contributor Day means that you're going to be coding the entire time and that you you need to show up with a laptop and be ready to go, uh, and that's not so much the case. There, there are different portions of the community that you can contribute in that do result in you coding for a good portion of the time, but there's also a lot of organizational stuff. Uh, for instance, like the there's a host hosting group, even, that uh, that a lot of representatives from the hosting community come together and kind of make uh, decisions. One of the things that they were working on is uh, a Gutenberg rollout plan. And that Gutenberg uh, rollout plan was kind of discussed. What was great about the, the Wi-Fi being down is that this team got to focus in on that stuff and and kind of have real human conversations, which is something that, that we need to have more of in, in this sort of uh,
3: work. And yeah, so good, So Contributor Day, really, at the end of the day, is is about organizing those currently contributing to WordPress, but it's also about learning and and starting your participation. Right. In other words, you don't have to have been a WordPress contributor to contribute, um, which is I think is an important point of distinction and by the way there's word camps generally in every major US, uh, every major city and many of them will have contributor days if not most or all of them. Um, so this is something you can participate in locally if you can't make one of the major word camps and I think you also made a point of distinction that I also think is important and that is you do not have to be a developer to participate in, word, uh, in contributor day at word camps. I remember in word camp Europe last year in Paris Most of the time I spent there was actually in groups uh, where people were managing uh, WordPress meetups and swapping strategies and talking about how to get more audience members at the meetups and more participation. And that was something I had a lot of experience in and was able to participate um, and and make suggestions and get tips from others and things that were really meaningful without me having to actually code stuff. Um, So, Anthony, here in the last little bit of the show, uh, could you give us a rundown of some of the other major things that happened happened during this year's uh, Contributor Day at WordCamp here?
4: Yeah, so the biggest thing to me, again, the turnout was so large. Uh, when I when I showed up, I got there at about 8 o'clock, a little before 8, actually, and uh, and there was a line waiting to get into Contributor Day. They weren't. They actually didn't want to let me in because there were so many people, and I, I looked like I just blended in. I was like, I need to get inside there because I'm, I'm helping them try and get ready. Uh, but I think the turnout to me was just the, the biggest thing that, that I, I would love to note just because it, it was – I, I had never seen that many people in a room just working towards one piece of software. That was that was incredible. And and in the core side, even though we had Wi-Fi issues, we 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 had four people contribute patches. And and three of them that was their first patch ever. Uh, another one of them was uh, uh, already kind of getting in the in into development and into contributing. And uh, and and they just continued on. It was really good. I, I loved it. <laughs>
3: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for volunteering your time to help uh, lead that effort in Belgrade and Felix as well. Uh, lo- love working with him. He's always a great guy. And then, if anyone else um, here listening to the show, um, you you volunteered your time to support WordCamp Europe or any WordCamp, You know, thank you for your contribution. You know, having been in the digital marketing and digital product space since 1996. I, I just have to say, even even in an open source context, I don't know if I've ever worked in an environment where so many people uh, volunteer their time and resources to support a project like I have in the WordPress community. It's really just inspiring how much um, time and energy and, and, frankly, money people spend out of their businesses and daily lives to contribute back to the project. Um, and, and to see so many people care about that and show up to try to make it better, um, certainly a really, really, really cool thing. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in for this episode of Press This. We hope you enjoyed a rundown of uh, the various things happening at WordCamp Europe uh, 2018 and all the different updates and how it might affect your site. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you got some good tips. Um, So thanks, everybody, for listening today. And, again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.